We are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Royal Grammar School on Guildford High Street, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Well, we're going through a series and it's called Authentic Church. And it's looking at a church that a guy called Paul helped to plant and then he cared for the church like a father and there were some difficulties and uh, in the middle of well towards the end of this second book of Corinthians Paul starts kind of talking in a strange way unusual for him he starts kind of boasting so we're going to look at today about who is the greatest who is the greatest now most of you don't know me and that's probably your privilege uh but the issue is, I am brilliant, right? I'm just brilliant at so many different things. I was a PE teacher. I'm good at sport. I have been good at sport, a bit past it now. Good at sport, and I can play, used to play guitar, and all. I'm brilliant. But one of my best things is doing Lego. I'm absolutely brilliant at Lego, and I've just been working on a Lego construction that will absolutely blow your mind. It's a sports car. Right? It's, yeah, it's a sports car. I don't know whether they can fit it through the doors or not when they bring it in. But I'm just going to show you what I've done. There you are. Isn't that absolutely fantastic? Thank you. Thank you very, very much. In fact, you know, I'm really pleased with myself because on the box it said four years. And it only, it only took me 20 minutes. All right? So I'm really, really pleased with myself. Now, I think I'm absolutely... Let's have a look, let's have a look at that. Um, I've, I've got some Lego here, in fact. I've got some Lego. Yeah, this was built by my um, 10-year-old cousin, actually, and he left oh. it at my house. Oh. Uh, but it took but ages. Let's have a look at... Where's, where's, where's yours gone? gone. I, is it somewhere down there on the floor? I just, is it, is it, where's it? It's quite, it's quite small, isn't it? Oh, yes. yes. Has, anyone, has anyone got binoculars is, uh, or a microscope? Look at that. Look. Yeah, yeah. That, that's okay. Okay. Uh, this is very intrinsic and very difficult. And so, are you the greatest then? Probably not. I'm probably not the greatest. I was just boasting. And if your, was it your cousin or? Yeah, um, my, my nephew, sorry. Your nephew, he could yeah. come and boast. And then, actually, if we had other people, they could boast of building something bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm not really very good at Lego, am I? What, what was I doing? Was I kind of showing off? Is that what boasting is? Telling people how brilliant you are when sometimes you're not maybe as good as you say you are. Sometimes when dad says, or, or you say to a friend, my dad's got two cars, and they say, well, my dad's got three cars. Well, my dad's got 17 cars. Well, my dad's got 523 cars. It gets silly. And that's what's happening in the book that we're looking at. Paul is being listening to lots of people boasting about their ministry. He knows that there are people in the church and they're leading the church astray and they're very impressive. And he wants to boast a little bit about how genuine he is. So I'm not really the genuine thing, but maybe your nephew nephew is. Maybe he is. Well done. Thank you very much. Wasn't that good? Now... Why do people boast? 
Why do people boast? Anyone want to give me an answer? Why do people boast? Sorry? Uh, yes, sometimes a lack of self-esteem. Sometimes it's too much self-esteem, but it can be a lack. Sometimes they feel inferior. They feel left out. So somebody says they've got something. Oh, well, I've got something as well. And, and sometimes it's pride and arrogance. And that's what was going on in the church in Corinth. People were very impressive, and Paul was being kind of put to one side. They were saying he wasn't really that good. He wasn't impressive. And as you've seen, really, my Lego isn't that impressive. There's always someone bigger and better. And it's not something really good that we should boast or brag about things. But Paul was boasting because he was in a battle for the church. And there were people, it says, leading the church astray. They were teaching a different story about Jesus, a different gospel. But Paul then kind of stands to, well, listen, if you're impressed by their boasting, I want you to be impressed by my boasting. So he starts boasting. Now he's doing it what we call tongue-in-cheek. He's kind of, in some way, he's not pretending about what he talks about, but he's just kind of saying, listen, if you want to play that game of being impressed by these super teachers, then let me tell you a few things. I'm going to ask you to help me. Would you help me just do a little game? Everybody. And I want someone to be the Apostle Paul. Would you be the Apostle Paul? What's your name? Elliot. 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 Would you stand up there with your dad? Right? Can you hold in that? And you hold that. Now, I want everyone to stand up. And this is what we call an elimination game. Okay? So, please listen to the instructions and be honest. First thing, sit down if you've never been on a boat. Everybody has been on a boat. Sit down if you've never been a little bit scared in a boat. Never ever been scared in a boat. Yes, some people are getting honest now. All right. Sit down if you've never been in a boat in the sea in very, very rough weather. Never been. So you people have been on a boat in rough weather. You are very, very brave. Are you ready? Sit down if you've never been shipwrecked. No. Who's left standing? The Apostle Paul. Right? So he wasn't shipwrecked just once. Sit down if you were shipwrecked just once. Just twice. Just three times. No? Three times. The Apostle Paul. Well done, the Apostle Paul. You're the best. Okay, stand up again. 
Somebody else wants to be the Apostle Paul this time. So you're not the Apostle Paul this time, Elliot, okay? You can be yourself. Anybody else want to be the Apostle Paul? It can be a girl. Do you want to be the Apostle Paul? No, you don't. You do. I'm sure you do. What's the surprise? There we go. Here we are. Right. Can you stand up? Here we go. Sit down if you've never been in trouble with parents, teachers, police, or bosses at work. Never been in trouble. All right? Sit down if you've never been punished for your supposed or actual bad behavior. Okay. Sit down if you've never been punished physically. Ooh, there's lots of poor behavior here. Sit down if you've never been whipped. Wow! What, whipped on your hand. Have you been whipped as well? What for? On your legs. Wow. And you've been whipped as well. Wow. Sit down if you've never been whipped with 39 lashes. <laughs> oh, look. There's the Apostle Paul. Still standing there. Well done. The Apostle Paul. How many times have you been whipped, Apostle Paul? Five times. Five times. That's brilliant. Well, it isn't brilliant, really. But well done for sticking it out. Well, there's all sorts of things we could do to boast. And the Apostle Paul is boasting. And we're going to read a little bit from the Bible, because it's good to read from the Bible. So I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians... And I'm going to read from part of verse 21 of chapter 11. Okay? So Paul is boasting. And you realize that not all that he's talking about has been recorded in the Acts of the Apostles. But he's now kind of saying, I'm speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast. Are they Hebrews? He's talking about these super apostles. So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. He's saying, listen, I'm a full-blooded Jew, right? I'm qualified, right, as a Jew. So I'm the genuine article. Are they servants of Christ? He says, I'm out of my mind to talk like this. So Paul realized he's playing a bit of a game. He actually says, the Lord Jesus wouldn't talk like this, but I'm just trying to tell you and show you, right, what I can boast about, that my work has been genuine. He says, I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. We knew about that. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. 
Wow, I've been constantly on the move, in danger from rivers, from bandits, danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. I've labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not inwardly burn? And do you know what? Paul is kind of joining in a little bit with the game of boasting. But he wants people to know that he's the genuine article. People thought that Paul wasn't very good. Do you know why? Because he didn't ask for money when he was preaching. I hope I'm going to get a very big fee for what I do this morning but if I don't doesn't matter I'll be like the apostle Paul he didn't ask for money but these super apostles they wanted a big fee for their preaching but they were leading people astray that's why Paul in some way not in desperation but wants to play their game I'm going to boast and see what I've done and it's all genuine Paul did all of these things but who does Paul really want to boast about what does he really want to boast about? Let's carry on reading and then we'll finish off. Chapter 12. I must go on boasting, although there's nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. So he kind of then tells of a time when he, even though he talks as if it's in the third person, somebody else, he says someone was taken up to the heavens and he had a vision of heaven. And it was a magnificent thing. It never became doctrine for Paul, but he had a vision, a great vision. And then he says this in verse 7, to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh. Now, people don't know what the thorn in the flesh was. It means like a sharp stake, a jab something that's painful so it might have been something very physical for him whether he had gallstones whether he had epilepsy whether he had just bad eyesight or bad headaches or migraine we don't know but at least it doesn't specifically say so we can all identify a little bit with thorns in the flesh difficulties that we we face in our lives boys and girls you have challenges and difficult days and better days and good relationships and not good relationships and that's what he's saying he said to keep me from being very proud about these magnificent visions I had there was given me a thorn in my flesh a messenger of Satan to torment me three times I prayed or pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness he says therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let's play kind of a reverse elimination game. Stand up if you've never ever felt weak. Or you've never ever been ill. Or you've never ever done things wrong well we're all like the apostle Paul we're all weak 
And he said, I'm going to boast about my weaknesses. He didn't do it for sympathy. Some people kind of boast, don't they, and say, oh, I've got this and that. And they're telling you, but they want sympathy. He's not really doing it for sympathy. He's saying, listen, I'm boasting about my weakness because it's only when I accept that I am weak that God's grace really works in my life. And God's power really works in my life. Some people criticize us being Christians and they say, oh, it's for weak people. Well, that's actually true. Christianity is for weak people, but it's amazing how resilient we weak people are in our faith because we get the grace of God and the strength of Jesus. And that's what Paul really wants to boast about. He doesn't really want to boast about all of his the, the shipwrecks and the suffering. He wants to boast about his weakness so that the grace of God might work upon his life. You see, if we're going to grow, it's because of God's grace. If we're going to be more like Jesus, it's because of God's grace, not because of our works. It will result in doing good things, hopefully. But actually, God's grace is needed in your life. It's not about you trying to attain to a level. It's about God's goodness and grace in Jesus being shown to you and you receiving it. Do you understand that? And then he says this, God promises this, my strength is made perfect. My strength is at its best, says Jesus, when you accept that you're weak. Now, accepting that we're weak isn't something we often do because sometimes we boast that we're all okay. But it's good to be honest and say, I'm weak. I need you, Lord Jesus. I need your strength. Can we stand? Because we're going to pray that right now. Can the band come up? Why don't you pray in your words? Just, if you don't, if you don't want to pray it, don't pray it. But if you can, just say, Lord, I'm weak. <laughs> I'm weak, Lord. Maybe you want to just say in areas where you're weak. Maybe you're doing really well at the moment and you don't feel weak, but the Bible says be careful in case you think you stand, in case you fall. Don't be tricked into arrogance or self-sufficiency. Boys and girls, we need to depend on Jesus because he's going to be strong for us when we don't feel too good, when we don't feel too clever, when we don't feel too well. So why don't we just take a moment and say, Lord, I'm weak. I just accept my weakness and I admit my weakness that your grace might work in my life. And why don't we also just say, Lord, we need your strength. Lord, I ask for your strength today by your Holy Spirit. I'm just admitting, I'm feeling okay, I'm not falling on the floor, I'm not sick, but I just want to live in a, an ongoing reliance on you, trusting you, Lord Jesus, not trusting myself. So people can boast about all sorts of things, but the best thing to boast about is that God is your strength and that he is a gracious God who can help you in times of difficulty. We're going to finish off with this one. 
Thanks for listening. We meet on Sundays at 10am at the Royal Grammar School in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.